Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket with our last segment. And I promised we'd talk some other stuff, but we'll mostly just talk Garrett Nelson. I was, I was lying. We're just going to keep talking about Garrett Nelson. Only Garrett. <laughs> because Garrett Nelson uh, declaring for the NFL draft is the news of the day. Uh, some other news probably today to, to keep an eye on, of course, again, is Sam Hartman, the, the Wake Forest quarterback, all-time career leader in passing touchdowns from the ACC. Has entered through the transfer portal. Looks like he is on his way to Notre Dame. Other big news that broke today. Um, how about uh, longtime Houston Texans defensive end and uh, currently Arizona Cardinal defensive end, J.J. Watt, saying he's retiring after this season. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year in 2012, 2014, and 2015. Has twice had 20 and a half sacks in a season. Cool. One of only three players to win the Defensive Player of the Year three times, along with Aaron Donald and Lawrence Taylor. Of course, he's been a little bit injury-riddled, uh, overshadowed a little bit by his brother the last couple of years. <laughs> but you forget, in his prime... He was that dude. He was so darn good. Watt swat. Oh yeah, that's that was the thing. That was the thing. That was people were like, I'm, I'm. It was happening before, obviously, but he got so good at it that people were just like, oh yeah, everybody just has to be like JJ Watt if you're a defensive end. You got to get your hands up. <laughs> you got to get your hands up if you're not going to get to the quarterback, just like JJ Watt does. Yeah. It's like no, people did that before. It's like yeah, but he's like perfected it. Uh, the dude was just amazing with the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, injury riddled as you said towards yeah. the end of his career, and uh, injury riddled when he was with uh, the Cardinals. Um, but I, I really hope that. I don't know how they would do it, but he like signs a one day with Houston and retires a Texan because that's I mean when you think of JJ Watt, yeah, you think of you think of him in a Texans uniform with Brian Cushing behind him, uh, playing <laughs> linebacker with a with a bloody forehead because he because he because he headbutted his helmet before the game. <laughs> yeah, Whitney Merciless, like yeah. yeah, those Texas those Texans defenses were interesting. Oh yeah, they were they were really. It, it's hard to imagine the Texans now were once good. Yeah, that's crazy. They're awful now. The, the Texans used to be pretty <laughs> damn good. Um, but so that that's it, that's interesting too. Um, you know, kind of stories out of the NFL. And I I want to apologize as a Cardinal fan for anybody that had to watch that game on Christmas Day. That was kind of sad. <laughs> How's it great? Did you watch? Did you do? Uh, I know you're an NBA guy. Did you watch NBA? Or did you? The NFL has overtaken almost every day. Of course, NBA usually has Christmas. That's kind of their. That's supposed of, to be their thing. That's kind of their start for people that don't pay attention to the NBA yeah. the whole year long. You kind of pay attention on Christmas. Stupid. NFL. But the NFL took over. Did you? Did you give in? Did you watch a lot of NFL or NBA? Uh, I didn't have control of the television, so yeah. we watched NFL. So you watched NFL. I wanted to watch NBA. Yes. Because I was like, I need to watch. The Knicks are playing at 11. I was like, I need to change the channel. And they're like, oh, we're watching football. And I was like, mm, nah, stupid football. Stupid, fo- <laughs> stupid football. Yeah. Oh, it's basketball. Well, and I, I enjoyed it. okay. The Knicks lost anyways. Yeah. They're, they're pretty good this year, though. They're I'll decent. give them that. <laughs> I mean, they're not the Boston Celtics. I mean, but okay. who really Whatever. is? I mean, Whatever. <laughs> Jason Tatum's dunk. Christmas Day dunk on, onto the Kumba. Look at him. Mwah. Just perfect. <laughs> uh, but again, the big news for Nebraska is, uh, is Garrett Nelson leaving. And again, um, I think it was always kind of possible. Um, we never really heard, uh, you know, you're just kind of waiting to hear on whether he's going to come back or not. I, I, you're kind of surprised that I'm kind of taking this <laughs> pretty heavily. You are, you are broken right now. Well, I just think it, I think there's again, a few, I, I remember the day that Wandale, uh, announced his intentions to transfer and mm-hmm. I was on the air and it was just one of those moments where it's like that 
that could be like one or two games. Like that's a big deal. And Garrett Nelson, I think is enough of like kind of the face of the program, the face of having some stability in this, in this kind of new start that I think like preseason predictions wise, he might, it might be, <laughs> Can I say something that nobody's going to agree? Might cost you a game. Guys, nobody's going to agree with this. This is a new start. I mean, you, yeah. uh, the the old regime, I, I understand that he's a great player and he probably would have helped, but I, I and I don't know much about a 3-3-5. I don't know where he yeah. was going to fit in the 3-3-5. I don't know where they were going to have him. I don't know what, what they were going to ask him to do. So I think right now with, with the new start, um, they get the players that they – they believe are going to fit their defense the best, and and maybe Garrett wasn't. Maybe he declared for the NFL draft because he thinks that he's going to be drafted, and he thinks that this is as high as the stock is going to be. Or maybe he thought that if he plays this year in whatever defense and whatever position they're going to have him at, that his stock might drop. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in his head, but you know, it's a new start for this coaching staff. It's a new start for this team, and I'm not saying that anybody was kicked out, but at the same time, you know, you want to start fresh. And oh, he's and he's like and look, this is nothing against him, obviously, but he's you know a holdover from the old. And look, they're all his players, as he said, as Mario right. said, he's a holdover <laughs> from the old regime. He's one of the in the first recruiting class. I'll say so. It's like eighty five percent of the roster. Yeah, I know. Right now. <laughs> I know. I he's just again. Nebraska doesn't have enough all Big Ten caliber players. They haven't the last several years. That's a big part of why they haven't been competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was one of the two that they had this past year. And Trey Palmer's moving on. So I mean, if you have one Big Ten caliber defensive end, he's going to get double and triple teamed. Well, it's not- I know it'll open up stuff for the other people. But if you're if you're that worried about the talent on the roster, then him getting double and triple teamed, nobody else well, is going to be good enough. Certainly helps Rico. If one player gets double or triple teamed, that opens it up for everybody. Well, if you don't think anybody else is good, <laughs> well, that's the problem. Again, though, I, I think that this is the type of, of of news that puts a little damper on the the expectations for the next season altogether. Not, it, I mean, you had two two not potential all conference edge rushers, and neither one of them got to the quarterback all that much. This last season, and now it's just going to be <laughs> That's him. Not better than not having now it's, either of but them. But now it's just going to be him. <laughs> well, neither. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be either of them, and uh, it, it's just it makes you. It's like, like when, it's like when people edge? thought that Jared Crick was a. Ama- I mean, he's still really hey, good. He made it to the NFL. Hey, hey no, no. And then that season after, no, that no, season no, after, no. Nelvik and Sue left, it was like, oh yeah, Jared Crick's okay. That's completely <laughs> false, and I hate that narrative because it's false. Go look up, do it now. Now you're in trouble. <laughs> Look up Jared Crick's sophomore to junior numbers because they're the same. He had the same amount of sacks. Uh, he might have had like a few less tackles. His senior year, his numbers dropped off considerably because he got hurt. But he also had like his biggest hit of the, his career against Keith Price in Washington that year. One hit does not a gay career make it does not make a career but he got injured his senior year that's what i'm saying but his Let's sophomore see. year was the year Kay. that he was with sue sophomore year yeah how many sacks okay he had nine and a half sacks how many tackles for loss he had 12 and a half that's all with sue now yep. in the next year he had nine and a half sacks well that's the same and 14 and a half oh, sacks and that's for more loss. so he is actually better <laughs> without sue Erase, the, erase that Whatever. story in your head. Nope, it's still in my head. <laughs> oh. I'm still going to call him out. He did have five sacks against Baylor with Sua, he and did. that was very cool. Um, so uh, that was a very memorable game. Good but, for Jared Green. Yeah, that's part of that 2000. Again, that 2009 defense, you go back and just think about Why'd he stay another year? It was Sue. What? Why'd he stay another year? Why'd he stay? Why didn't he leave after that year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's his fault. But that was another th- a string of for police. All I remember is that last year. 
I know. Nobody remembers the year it makes after. You, it makes you forget his junior exactly. year. Exactly. That, remember going that's, in, on, that's on me. That's on him. But How dare you? But going into his last year, he was like, he was on Sports Illustrated with Andrew Luck and I can't remember who else, but it was like, he was a guy. He was like a big news story going into his senior year. He mm-hmm. just got hurt. But that was a string of things that happened to Pelini that people probably don't talk about enough. I blame him is for saying. Everybody got, their, everybody got hurt their senior year under Pelini, unfortunately. Like Taylor, uh, uh, obviously Crick, like we are talking about. Rex Burkhead got injured. Amir got dinged up enough to throw him off. Kind of his Heisman race. Amir got dinged up because they left him in on a on a <laughs> on a goal line carry when they should That's have right. brought somebody else in. That's right. They ran him straight into the line, and he what was his knee or something? It was his lower leg just got messed up because he ran into a pile. They were trying to get him some more. You uh, shouldn't have done Heisman that. Heisman attention, maybe. Well, he was get getting the Heisman attention. <laughs> you ran him. Get somebody else in there for the for the whatever in one carry. I saw that one. That one carry ruined the entire Heisman run for the fear Amir. My biggest thing still is if. Taylor would have stayed healthy his senior season well, in 2013. Because then, you know, you had Tommy Armstrong, who we mentioned today, uh, but freshman a Tommy, young Tommy, who was really uh, hit or miss. So so much to the point that RK3 would be brought in here and there. Oh. <laughs> if you remember. So <laughs> Dude, that makes a big difference from the but, – but remember, Taylor heading into his senior year was coming off co-offensive player of the, year, of mm-hmm. the league that year. So, I mean, it was th- those injuries did follow up, Damn, turf including toe. on Jared Crick, who you now misremember in your head. Hey, Nomer. Jared Crick was pretty good in the NFL. <laughs> I know he was. What was it? Uh, uh, the Broncos the and the Texans? Time, yeah. He got drafted with the Texans, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, fourth round. And then he went like to the good. Broncos, and he wasn't that good. He uh, was yeah. better with the Texans. He was better. He played with J.J. Watt, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Look at that. It all comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> and back to the point, Garrett Nelson. Uh, is kind of the story of the day. I'm sure Nick will have his thoughts coming up next here on the Happy Hour, along with Rico bleeding over into that show as well. But that'll wrap it up for the Ticket Water Cooler. Thanks for joining us for your lunch hour. We'll be back tomorrow. Once again, don't go anywhere. Happy Hour coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.